If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Things above, that's the theme for this year's hymn sing at the Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. The bridegroom soon will call us. Jerusalem the golden, wake awake for night is flying, and a whole bunch more. You don't want to miss it. Making the Case is Friday, June 16th, and Saturday, June 17th at Concordia University, Chicago. Learn more at issuesetc.org. Remembering our baptism in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. 
Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Almighty God, merciful Father, since you have wakened from death, the shepherd of your sheep, grant us your Holy Spirit, that when we hear the voice of our shepherd, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The epistle is from 1 Peter, chapter 2. This is a gracious thing. When mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. 
He himself bore out our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. According to St. John, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
invite you to join with me in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, our good shepherd, we pray that this day your spirit through your word would encourage us that as we come to your table, you would empower us for service, for love in your name. And now may these words of this preacher's mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And I bring you greetings from God's good people of Suburban Bethlehem Lutheran Church and School here in Fort Wayne. And here in these days following Good Shepherd Sunday, this under shepherd brings you God's greetings of love and grace to fellow under shepherds, to those who will soon be fellow under shepherds, and to those who are still working on the process of marching down that pathway that will lead to you also becoming an under shepherd and to those who love you and support you as well. You and I, we have a treasured task in front of us to love the people of God with the love that is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that God the Holy Spirit turns our hearts and lives to do that love, to live that love, is to treasure His very Word. What sections of God's Word do you have committed to memory? I will admit to you an embarrassing moment early on in my ministry. It was early Lent of my second year in the parish. And I was with the family members at a side room at Lutheran Hospital. And I realized there was a treasured section of God's Word that this under-shepherd had not fully committed to memory. It was a rather embarrassing moment because pastors were supposed to know the Word of God, right? Now perhaps the setting can be an excuse for the reason of the memory lapse. The hour was ungodly, 3.45 in the morning. The family had been gathered because the patriarch of the family had just received the hand of the Good Shepherd and was now in heaven. Assembled around the mixture of mourners was an odd group of folk. The matriarch, 45 years before, had been a Lutheran school teacher. In the mix of the group, there was a currently rostered Lutheran school teacher. There was a church organist. There were two who were very active in their congregations. And there were also two preacher sons. A third preacher's son, who really in chronological order was the first preacher's son, because he was the oldest, was not there as he was at the time a district president and was traveling back to get back but didn't make it before the patriarch of the family was called home. And it was in that moment that I recognized I didn't have Psalm 23 committed to memory. Stumbling through, embarrassed before this family in the weeks that followed, the Lord used that moment, among other things, to convict this under-shepherd to get these words into heart. For we encourage the memorization of God's Word, not just to rattle off words, because we can rattle words off the tongue and have no impact upon our hearts and lives. But we do so because we want the Word of God at the very threshold of life. We want the Word of God to come rushing in at the moment of crisis, the moment of angst and anguish. 
And what better psalm than Psalm 23? Have you committed Psalm 23 to memory? I invite you to come along on a brief journey through this treasured psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. Make careful note of the word shepherd. Not taskmaster, not overlord, not even righteous judge, but shepherd. One who is with me, one who will lead me. As we notice that pronoun, my, the Lord is my shepherd. There's a personal relationship with him. This isn't an academic setting. This is true to life. This is real life. The shepherd walking with us. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Curious little thing, the same verb is used in Genesis 18 as Abraham pleads with God about Sodom and Gomorrah. Suppose there be five lacking from the 50. <laughs> the verb is all about lacking. And you and I, we lack nothing because Jesus is the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Notice the direction. Jesus is leading us. Jesus will make sure that we have everything that we need. We will lack nothing. Some of you who have a first call in hand and are perhaps less than a handful of weeks away from ordination, wherever it is that the Lord of the church is leading you into ministry, whether it be in a place with a finely tuned pipe organ that is masterfully played, or whether it be a church where the instrument is a 40-year-old Wurlitzer special appliance with the vibrato turned to full tilt. The Lord Jesus will make sure you lack nothing because he is the one who restores your soul. The verb is intensive. The Lord Jesus Christ is intimately involved in our lives, leading and encouraging us, restoring us. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The valley of the shadow of death is a very descriptive phrase descriptive of life this side of heaven because of our sin. It's the same word the prophet in Isaiah 9 uses on those living in the land of the valley of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. You see, Jesus is that light. And notice the emphasis. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The sheep know that the instrument of the shepherd is for their very good, for their protection, for their safety. And what, is the, what are the instruments of our good shepherd? <laughs> it's his word. It's the sacraments. Treasure this word of God. Treasure your baptism. Celebrate every time we have that opportunity to kneel at the communion rail to receive the very body and blood of Jesus Christ. 
For notice how the shepherd psalm continues. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You know, truth be told, I'm really not a big fan of the message paraphrase. But every once in a while, it has a twisting of words that makes you stand up and take notice. At this point in Psalm 23, it reads, The Lord prepares a six-course dinner in front of my enemies. The Lord makes sure nothing is lacking. The Lord is the one who is providing for us as we sojourn through life, as we continue to rejoice in our good shepherd, Jesus Christ. Nothing is missing. Think of wee little Zacchaeus who rejoiced because the Savior had come to his house. Jesus welcomes sinners and eats with them. He welcomes you and me. The psalm continues. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Do you sense the movement, the picture? Nothing is missing. Grace upon grace, love upon love, mercy upon mercy. In fact, then it goes. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy. Tov and Keseth. Two treasured Old Testament words that on their own deserve their own sermon. That verb follow, though, however, is perhaps a bit weak. For the idea is not about like a semi pulling a trailer and the trailer has to go wherever the semi pulls it. But instead, perhaps it should be rendered pursue. The goodness and mercy of the good shepherd are in hot pursuit after us. Not to slap us upside the head, not to condemn us, but to love, to forgive, to renew, to strengthen, to give courage. And the result? And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Literally, in the fullness of the days, not one day is lacking. Not one moment is set aside. For the Good Shepherd is always with us. These treasured words have always been near and dear to us. I need to add one clarifying thought to that story in the introduction. The family there at the hospital was not a member of my congregation. I was still at my first parish in southern Minnesota. The family was my very own, my own siblings, our mother as our Lord Jesus had just welcomed Dad to the unimaginable joys of heaven. But the Good Shepherd used that moment when this under-shepherd stumbled through and couldn't quite grab all the, the beautiful words of Psalm 23 from memory. He used that moment to continue to encourage a growing love of God's Word a growing love of this good shepherd in service of praise to him who loves you, who gives you courage and strength. For as the good shepherd, he will spread his tent over us and will dwell with us forever. The Lord is my shepherd. In his name, amen.
I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one In our prayers, we give thanks together with Andrew and Sarah Hill at the birth of their son, Adam Russell. In the joy and hope of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, let us pray for all people according to their needs. Merciful Father, by your Son you have always given to your church on earth faithful shepherds to guide and feed your flock. By your Holy Spirit, encourage all pastors that they may proclaim only your truth and grant your people wisdom that their souls may be restored in the green pastures and quiet waters of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, protect the leaders of this and all nations of the earth and guide them in wisdom that peace may abound and all may dwell in safety. Lord, in your mercy. God of love, through the anointing of holy baptism, your son gathers the lambs into his arms and carries them close to his heart. Grant your blessing to Adam Russell, who has been safely delivered into this world, and preserve him as he awaits the new birth in the waters of holy baptism. Guide all our children and young people throughout their lives to follow their shepherd's call, that in fear and faith they may grow in love for you and one another. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, your Son knows his sheep and all the frailties and weaknesses, burdens and temptations that we bear. Visit, comfort, and relieve those who suffer from illness, injury, or brokenness. Keep them in your hand, and according to your merciful goodness, grant them healing, restoration, and strength. Lord, in your mercy. In confidence that you hear our prayers and that what we ask in your name is pleasing to you, we commend all for whom we pray to your merciful goodness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And most especially are we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death. And by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is New Testament in my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sin. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming before the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven,
In the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the true faith, to life everlasting, depart in peace and joy. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, our Heavenly Father, you give us a foretaste of the feast to come in the supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen.